0: Good morning and happy Easter to you. He is risen. He's risen indeed. First Peter, chapter one, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And this morning, we gathered together to celebrate new life and a living hope. And I don't know about you, but after this last year, the words a living hope mean something a little bit different. And so today feels a little bit different. And so we're so glad to be able to be together and to be able to share this time. Later in our service, we're gonna take communion. So if you are at home, gather together uh, something that is of or like bread and something that is of or like wine so we can take communion together. But for now, we're going to worship together. Uh, Marty and the team here are going to lead us. And so um, try and sing out and connect uh, with our living hope wherever you are this morning.
1: the power we're gonna do an older song now, a a hymn style song that means a lot to me because I've been singing it since I've been singing. uh, If you know it, please sing along. God sent his son Burst
2: Good morning, church. Can you hear me? Bo, give me a thumbs up if you can hear. Okay. Um, Happy Easter. Uh, I'm Kate, and I have the pleasure of leading testimony time today. Uh, I was thinking about what to share. And it's funny, when when you're in the word, you often just you don't have to think too much about what to share. It comes to you. So I do the devotions with Bo and a bunch of other people um, in the mornings at 9 AM, if anyone's interested. And the other day, I think a lot of us were wrestling, um, wrestling with the, some verses, things like ask and you shall receive, seek in knock, those ones. And then the ones about, a, you know, if your earthly father, though he is evil, gives you good things. And just this idea that some people aren't receiving good things or it doesn't feel like that and how that stuff can really trip us up. And so it was interesting. We had kind of done this wrestle and I was not sure. know i just didn't feel like i had a lot of hope and um i have the pleasure of being a therapist and so i meet with people who are in the depths and um i met with a woman who's a young mom who is just finishing her last round of chemo this week and has a double mastectomy scheduled and um, she follows jesus and i asked her like hey how is your faith like what is you know just as we were talking through some of the hard and she said i've just decided to go back to the basics and she explained that to me by saying i can get so caught up in some of the verses that we were just caught up in as we wrestled through those like i can get so caught up in those verses and asking why and not understanding and and knowing that my desires are good desires and yet still not seeing deliverance from them and she goes and i just can't she's like i get stuck there so i have just decided that i go back to the bases Basics and that, that is where I decide a camp and how appropriate that this is the week that she taught me. And I love when they teach me, but just that I think in our, with all that everybody's struggling with right now, we can get so caught up in questioning and wondering and trying to figure out and interpreting verses. Um, but the two verses that I think are the basics that represent this week of good Friday. And then the resurrection is these two. I don't know why I got muted. Sorry about that. Um, in, in Romans, it says God demonstrated his love for us in this while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so that's how He demonstrated his love. It's interesting when Bria always gets weepy, when we do anything about the crucifixion, my daughter, and she just, she just says, I don't understand. it. And she, she looks at pictures of his nails through his hands and she gets really sad. And we talk about how the nails didn't hold him on the cross, but that his love held us held him on the cross for us. And that's the basic. The basic is that he could have come down from that cross. I always tell her that he could have come down, but he was thinking about us and how much he loved us. And that's what held him on the cross. And so that's one of the basics. And then the other basic is praise be to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ in his great mercy. He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So he died for us as sinners, and then he rose to give us new hope. And I know a lot of us need hope. And this has been a year where hope has not felt very close or near. Um, But today we put that aside and we say Jesus is our hope, that no matter what, he is the one that gives us hope. And um, so those are the basics, that he died for us because he loves us, and he rose um, and gives us new life and new hope. So that's what I want to praise God for is that my daughter's a teacher and that my um, client uh, was a teacher to me when she didn't know, of course, that I was struggling with some of the verses that we were reading in Matthew and our devotion. Um, And yet she ministered to me. And I know that was God using that. So I want to thank God for that. And I want you to figure out if there's something in your life on this Easter Sunday can be just as simple as this weather, right? We just open our mouths and we praise God and we give him thanks for what he has given us and the things that um we are to be thankful for so if you have something i would love for you to put it in the chat um it looks like jackie's gonna start us off jackie you are always faithful to starting us off and i love it so i think someone will unmute you and then you can i can't i can't see my face
3: yeah i'll move it
2: (laughs) hey hey kate Mm. i um I just want to give thanks to God for his wonderful beloved son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins and he's risen. <laughs>
4: that's right.
2: Hallelujah. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Awesome. Thank you, Jackie. Who else? Who else would like to just offer up a thanks or just something that's been an encouragement this week or um, when you find that you can't find hope, or you get tripped up in so many questions about why things are happening, um, just is there anything that gives you hope, or anything that um, moves you away from that state of mind? Anything that we can praise God for? Oh, D- Dana. Sorry, I didn't see Dana up there. Perfect. We'll let you and unmute you. I I have no idea how I got here, but seeing I'm here, I praise God um, for for many things for for family, for good health, and I praise God for all all the good that he has provided for us, and also the knowledge that we can see it, Uh, the wisdom that we can see all the good that he has provided. I, I, I um, I wish all those that are suffering right now, especially the ones, well, the ones that I'm seeing on chat right now that are sick or know somebody that's dying, I pray for them. Thank you, Dana. Thanks for that word. Looks like Dan wants to share with us
5: So good morning, church. Um, I wanna share something that was really sparked by the verse you shared about the living hope, Kate. Uh, thank you for the, sharing those basic verses. Um, and, and it's gonna be something that goes way back many years, but is, is kind of an experiential uh, guiding star, if you will, about what the resurrection means. Uh, uh, my dad died of cancer back in 1978. And, uh, uh, Sharon and I were living far away and we flew in and, uh, we got there, uh, to the hospital as he had slipped into a coma. And so we're just kind of all, you know, flustered and trying to, you know, just talk about, okay, what are we going to have to do? We got to you know call my two brothers who are also living far away. We're going to you know, need to come together because everything was going quicker than we, we had anticipated. And, um, and so my mom went out to call uh, my brothers and uh, Sharon and I were in the room and i had been, you know, reading some Psalms, but my mind really wasn't spiritually focused. I was, you know, kind of reading Psalms to dad while he's in the coma. We know people can hear sometimes when they're in comas. And uh, Sharon was holding his hand when he breathed his last. And when he breathed his last, I had a mystical experience where life was just so full in that room. It was more solid than the bed he was on. It was just incredible how powerful life was. And then it, it passed and you know, I mean, we began to cry and the normal things of grief. But it was like the Lord gave us that, that, uh, that immediate experience. And it was so big and it, it you know, surprised me. I was not in a spiritual frame of mind at all. And yet there it was, the reality of the resurrection of Jesus and what that means for us in terms of a living hope. And so as we've gone through this whole time of COVID and we've lost a lot of friends, um, it's, it's one of the things that just anchors me is that, that I've tasted, I've tasted of that living hope. And thank you, Kate, for getting us rooted in the, the reality of what we believe.
2: It's beautiful, Dan. Thank you for sharing. John is up next. John Lucas.
5: Hi. Yeah, I just want to share, um, you know, my wife and I have been very eager to get vaccinated, but we weren't eligible for a long time. And so we were very, like, concerned and and worried about, you know, when can we get this done? Um, So praise God, we were able to get appointments. Uh, My wife actually just is getting (laughs) vaccinated right now and uh, my appointment is tomorrow. So we were very thankful that we got to get it like right at the start of our window of eligibility. So praise God for that.
2: Awesome, yes, giving us hope. And that is something that's definitely given a lot of people hope. Awesome, anybody else? All right, I think I am done here. I don't know if it's back to music, I'm sorry. If, or it goes to Bo, happy Easter.
6: Are all laughing at me. What are we doing with it? Oh.
0: That was
1: a sneak peek.
0: That was a little preview.
6: <laughs>
0: Easter preview, everybody.
4: Doesn't it sound good? Let's just let him go.
0: That's what I thought, too. Yeah. <laughs> Take it away, Bo.
3: <laughs> Happy Easter. That was beautiful. Thank you, James. So uh, if you don't have communion elements and stuff like that, we're going to take that together here just in a bit. And so if you've got caramel-made rolls, right? So I've got this, this is like a beautiful roll. And then I've got um, a fruit barrel that Harvest had, right? So those are my elements for today. So you got to use what you have today. Um, so welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to throw up, um, We kind of do the poll. If you're here on Zoom, if you're on Facebook, just let us know. This is just a poll that's just saying, hey, I'd love to get more connected. You're here. You're longing for more connection. You want to talk with somebody. You you want to walk more deeply in life. You can use that. Or also, just in the chat, if you're on Zoom here, let us know how we can be praying for you. Let us know how we can be supporting one another. Uh, let us know how that can happen. So feel free to use the chat. Um, and you can also go to our website if you're on um, Facebook. You can go to our website and you can fill out a virtual green form on the, the homepage there. So it is great, great to have you. So let me just pause and thank God for being able to be together today uh, on this Easter. I want to thank you for all your, your faithfulness uh, in this time. So God, we praise you. We praise you for your great love. We praise you for Jesus. Tune our hearts to the risen Savior, Lord. Tune us to you. God, we consent to your love. We consent to your voice. Speak, Lord. We pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So again, welcome. Happy Easter. You know, the Easter is about the resurrection, a lot of times we can kind of get confused. I know we've been trying to tell harvest again and again what Easter's about, but this morning with three Kit Kats and other things, I think he's already forgotten. All <laughs> right. But it is about the resurrection. And if I asked you, how would you explain that? Right? that for those of you who've had young ones or even people who've who you've had the beautiful opportunity to explain your faith and your hope in Jesus. We had this opportunity to explain it and it's like how do you explain it? Right? What is the language? What is the idea that you share? I love this way. Right? This, this narrative or, or this way of even explaining, even as a simple way of giving a caveat of what this is like in the world, because it is like unlike anything else. But a way to explain it's like it's a whole new world. The resurrection brings this whole new world. Right? Now, the, the whole new world, this is this is different than Columbus finding, uh, you, you know, the new world, right? And that, because we know that wasn't actually a new world. That was the world, that was an old way of doing things with betrayal and oppression and stuff. And a whole new world is bigger than Aladdin. You know, and, and this idea of a, uh, yeah, that, that's candy breaking in right there as you just see it. No, it's a whole new world in Jesus. It's a whole new world of new creation of life in faith and hope and love. It's a new creation, birth in the resurrection of Jesus. So this morning I want to read a text to you. This is in John chapter 20. This is, a, this is a piece of the resurrection story. Jesus has been crucified, and it's early in the morning. And so this is in John chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. We're going to throw those up on your screen. If you want to pull your Bible out, you can, and you can read along. So this is in John chapter 20, early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark. Thank you, son. Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. Peter and the other disciples started out for the tomb while they were both running. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. That, that little line right there does make me laugh uh, a little bit because I just imagine John who wrote this gospel and as the Holy Spirit was inspiring him and he was remembering, I assume there was some conversation and John's like, yeah, I spiritists need to add this little detail that I beat Peter to the tomb. <laughs> that little detail of how John outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Then he says he stooped and looked in and saw the linen, wrappings, the, the linen wrapping, wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed. For until then, they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her, who are you looking for? She thought he was a gardener. Sir, she said, if you've taken him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said, she turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go find my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. This is a beautiful, beautiful story, right? Now, if you if you track this story, a couple things should grab your attention. First off, Mary Magdalene is incredibly fit, right? She ran to the tomb back to get the disciples, back to the tomb, back to the disciples. You know, she's a but a beautiful messenger of the Lord. Jesus has risen. This is what is John 20. This is what John is telling us, and Mary is the first to see it. But I got to see this question as we just read the story. What is the first thing that Jesus is found doing after the resurrection? Now, you can say um, from this story, uh, comforting, right? Because here's Mary who is distraught, right? Weeping at the grave. And here's Jesus, why are you crying? Coming near to comfort her, right? But I kind of ask it maybe a little further. What is the first thing that Jesus is found doing after the resurrection? We know that Jesus teaches. We know that Jesus shows himself. We know Jesus cooks breakfast (laughs) and eats with his friends. But what's the first thing I find it really interesting in this story that when Mary first sees Jesus, she's the first to see the risen Jesus. What does she think he is? A gardener. Why is that? Right? You know, um, I, I Right? This isn't explicit, right? But why is it she thinks he's a gardener? Is it his clothes? Is it because he's standing among the flowers or in that? Or could it be because he is actually in the earth, pulling a weed, looking and caring for the creation of God? It's foundational because what we're talking about today is a new world that is birthed in the resurrection of Jesus, a new creation right, that Jesus is the first fruits of. And in this new creation, could it be, as Jesus is letting everyone know he is alive, but as he shows himself to Mary, he is caring for the creation himself. One caring for us, but even in the beauty of this world, in the dirt, in the ground, caring for creation. At the beginning of the whole story right the first thing within life that god did in genesis 1 is that he created it all right it was creation he made it all and it was good this is in genesis chapter 1 it is beautiful right and what was the first commandment that god gave to humanity care for it R- rule over it Right? Like, care for all of this that I have created. It's good. And I've created you, and I'm going to give you authority over it. Care for this. As we all know the story, all was broken and by rebellion of humanity. And humanity did not care for it. and has not cared for one another and for creation. And here, in the culmination of time, Jesus dies and is raised from the dead. is the sign of the first fruits of new creation. And he begins to care. And I believe he invites us into this new creation to care. This is the picture. This picture of things being made new. Something that is never, like, that is how different the resurrection is. It is the new creation being birthed the resurrection of Jesus. Well, that's how 1 Corinthians even, sort of even describes it. This is 1 Corinthians 15. It's like one of those letters that Paul is continuing to try to help the church. It's one of the longest ones, where actually talking about the resurrection of the dead and reminding us of the hope that we have and the resurrection of the dead and how this is gonna take place when most of us don't even know, but it's given this whole chapter to it. And, I'm going to pick up at verse 20. This is 1 Corinthians, verse 15, verse 20, right? And, and it just starts with like the, here's the punch, right? But in fact, this is true. This is so true. Christ, that means Messiah, right? The Messiah in Hebrew, the Anointed One. The Messiah has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, he's talking about like the the origin stories, right? And death coming through, through humanity through Adam. Now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man, Jesus. Just as everyone dies, because we all belong to Adam everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. But there's an order to this resurrection. Christ, Messiah as Jesus, was raised as the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ will be raised when he comes back. After that, the end will come when he will turn the kingdom over to God the Father, having destroyed every ruler and authority and power for Christ must reign till he humbles all his enemies beneath his feet and the last enemy to be destroyed is death see Christ Christ is the first of this new creation the first of the harvest the first of this newness he is the first one of this and this is a new way of seeing it all a new way of seeing the world through Jesus' resurrection new creation being birthed and there's an order to that jesus is the first this is unlike anything this new creation yes it was a physical resurrection of the body but when mary even saw jesus she didn't recognize him there was a newness to jesus a new creation a new way of seeing it all a new life a new paradigm for viewing even the world today. Now, this is challenging, right? Now, we were encouraged even to see ourselves in this way, right? Uh, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, and we don't have that on there, but it says, therefore, if anyone is in Jesus, in in the Christ, the new creation has come. You, if you're in Christ, you believe in Christ, the new has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Now, many of us are saying, uh, I don't feel so new. I don't know many of you. I'm not experiencing the uh, Benjamin Buttons effect, <laughs> right? As we're getting older, we're getting older. I give you the close-up. For those of you who got on my TV, you can see the new hairs growing in my ears. You can see the new grayness, right? You can, we don't feel so new, but yet the new creation has come in Christ. We are new. The old is gone The new is here. This is in faith in Jesus. This is our hope in Jesus. This is through love of Jesus. In Romans, it says the same thing when it talks about creation, this world, right? About the new creation, it says, Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. That was in Genesis chapter 3. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day. When it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay, even creation has this hope of resurrection in Jesus, or it's made new. And it goes on to talk about these birth, crea- these birth pangs of creation. and it talks that that we are eagerly awaiting this day, and that we were given this hope when we were saved of the new creation in Christ. The resurrection has birthed the new creation. That's how we're to see it. So what are we to do with this new hope? And so, you this is that text, right? 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. So Paul's just written, right? We, we read that in there about uh, this new body that we're going to have. We're going to be raised from the dead right? There's this order to it. Jesus is the first, the first fruits. And then when he returns, all of us will. That's, that's really interesting, right? So sometimes we can, we can hear that and we say, okay, well, what are we to do with our living then? What are we supposed to do right now? And some can think, well, we're just to wait it out because we're going to die and our bodies are just going to fade away or, right? They're going to uh, decompose and, and God will resurrect us, right? Well, our spirit and, and we have this picture Right, of just kind of, it being like, yep, yeah, when this is done, it just goes away. God's going to start all over. And this time here is just something we're trying to get through. But yet, when we were encouraged about this newness of life, that is birthed in the resurrection of Jesus, this is what First Corinthians, sorry, I, I was pausing there, mad for so long. I'm going to go to it now, I promise. Here's what Paul encourages us with in our living today. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. You hear that? My brothers and sisters, breathe that in, be strong and immovable and you say oh that's not me oh but that is jesus right take a breath it's encouraging us in in this work right in this living that we have today and god willing maybe even tomorrow to be enthusiastic in it we know that nothing you do for our lord for our jesus is ever useless What you, that, that is beautiful, right? Uh, NT Wright talks about this, right? And says that the point of the resurrection is that the present bodily life is not valueless just because it will die. God will raise it to new life. And what you do with your body in the present matters because God has a great future in store for it. He has a great future in store for you and for all of creation, and it matters. It has a great worth and value for what you do with it. And so what you do in the present, I love this, by painting, creating beauty, or or preaching, right? Truth-telling and proclaiming, or singing, sewing, praying, teaching, building hospitals, digging wells, campaigning for justice, writing poems, caring for the needy, loving your neighbor as a self, will last into God's future. These activities are not simply ways of making the present life a little less beastly, a little more bearable, until the day when we leave it all behind altogether. They are part of what we may call building for God's kingdom. So what you do, for those of you who are teaching, that will remain. Teachers in schools, and I know many of you of teaching. I talk to so many of the teachers, and you keep track of the young people who have died, right? Over the course of your years of teaching, and who maybe even passed away in the years that you were teachers. And I know many of you are therapists, and you love the people who you're Counseling. And wanting to serve them and comfort them and help to restore wholeness of mind. I know you who are foster parents, who are loving deeply in there. And sometimes it feels like that work that we can do is, is useless. It is not. Because there is a great future in store. And the hope of the resurrection that God is going to restore it all. You that know, even when we put our hand to through the hope of Jesus and in faith in Jesus and through the love of Jesus, will go on into eternity. How that will be, I don't know. But that's what our God tells us. Through the resurrection of Jesus, the world of new creation is a world of new creation. Of God doing it. And so may we be eager for that. May we find hope in that today. May you find hope in what is possible today. May you be encouraged today in that. I want to do a blessing upon you before we take communion. This is, um, this is a blessing from Kate Bowler. I believe she's a professor, um, and she writes beautifully. She, um, she has been writing as she has terminal cancer. She has written a number of books. One of them is called Everything Happens. <laughs> it's just a beautiful reality, right it's everything happens it's it's those who know the reality of being a new creation also while you have terminal cancer in your body. having the hope of new creation right as you experience suffering and decay and knowing the hope the faith of Jesus as a resurrected new creation, the hope of that of knowing that we will be recreated, but yet we are new creations today. And also the ability to love this new creation as we see it of God's redeemed creation. Let me pray this blessing upon you. And maybe you can relate to this. Oh God, we stretch out our hands to you in this early Easter darkness. Oh God, we need you to pull us up and to set us on our feet again for we are weak and tired god have mercy christ have mercy spirit have mercy oh god on that first easter morning while it was still dark one woman went alone to the tomb to do what could be done to love you to honor you through hope had drained though hope had drained away and two bright angels met her there, and your very being also, your own glorious self, fully alive beyond believing. Blessed are we who stretch out our hands to you in doubt and grief, in sickness of limb and mind and spirit. Blessed are we who do what yet can be done to heal what yet can be healed, and sing heart allelujahs great and small, Even when it is still dark. On the evening of the first day of the week, suddenly Jesus stood among them and said, Peace be with you. God have mercy. Christ have mercy. Spirit have mercy. Close your eyes and rest. Let this peace take hold. God is awake. Church, may your hope be full at the truth of the new creation, that Jesus is the first of that harvest. May there be a new faith in that that Jesus is alive and a new hope that here in the future you too will made fully anew, fully alive but yet a hope in this present that in Jesus we have new life and a hope that says that whatever we put our hand to in love today, as stewards of Jesus, that it is useful to Jesus and it will not be in vain. So whether today that is gardening and caring for the created world that Lord has done, caring for your children, caring for an aging parent, caring for a sick friend, caring for a neighbor, being concerned for the poor, putting your hand to injustice, making songs, painting a picture, drawing with your children, it is not useless. For all is being made new in Jesus and will be made new. Breathe in his peace. God is awake. Amen. We're going to sing together um, and we're going to sing this song um, about the beauty of Jesus' name. But I want us to take communion together. So if you have the elements before you, remember the newness of life through Jesus, the new creation through Jesus. And Jesus, this is, made, uh, this is done through, through Jesus and his work. So Jesus took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. Take it and eat. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for your body that is broken for us. And for life that is found in you today. New life that is found in you. New creation that is found in you through eating one-of-a-kind food that is you to sustain us today. Thank you, Jesus, for this real food, the one-of-a-kind food that is you. Strengthen us, Lord. Thank you, God, for your body Thank you for newness of life. Thank you for the life that is you that we eat. Amen. Would you eat this? And Jesus took the wine, and he blessed the Father. He said, this is my blood that is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Poured out for the forgiveness of your sins. The forgiveness of my sins an offering, once and for all eternity. A way of saying, you're new. That old life is gone. The new has come. Through the shedding of Jesus' blood, and he offers us to drink. Drink to this new creation. Set apart as God's sons and daughters. Born, Right? In the likeness of Jesus, this new harvest that is birthed. And so we give praise. God, thank you for this drink. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us of all sin, that creates a new creation in us. Thank you, God, for when we're thirsty, we come to you. We can know that we are made right with you, that we are your sons and your daughters, birthed into your family, heirs, of that and then invited to participate with you in this world to love it and to care for it and to serve it out of love and out of clear conscience not out of duty but out of love and faith and hope that it will all be baked new we proclaim that until your return amen so may you drink amen So we invite you to sing what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus, our God. And so I'm gonna hand this over to Marty and then
6: You're the word, the beginning. One with God. Lord most high, your hidden glory in creation now revealed in you are Christ. What a beautiful name it is, what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ my What a beautiful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. Silence the boast of sin. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus.
3: Amen, amen. Well, church, we miss you too, Scobies. I I saw your message there. Miss you as well. God bless you all this Easter. May we celebrate the new creation that is birthed in Jesus. This is an event like no other, right? Of lasting hope, one that anchors our faith and that moves us to love through the new creation of Jesus Christ. May you be able to breathe it in. May your body feel animated by that good news today. Be blessed, church. God bless you and keep you today. Good to be with you this Easter. And uh, we'll kind of let you know our plan is to remain on Zoom as we continue to see, as we we pray and hope for the numbers to drop. And, And as that enters that safely, then we'll let you know when we'll be gathering again. But if you want to stick around and just give some welcomes and say hi to people and do some shout outs here, we're going to open up the chat and we're going to make it so you can see everybody on the screen, Uh, but have a wonderful, wonderful day. And for those of you on Zoom who want to stick around and say hello to each other, please do, but God bless you all.